0: وعليك الله عليك يا رسول الله وعلى أهل بيتك المظلومين صلى الله عليك يا مولاي وابن مولاي يا أبا عبد الله يا رحمة الله الواسعة ويا باب نجاة ما خاب من تمسك بكم أمنا من لجأ إليكم روحي وأرواح العالمين لك الْفِدَاء وأقل الفدايا ليتنا كنا معكم فنفوز فوزا عظيما بار محمد وآل محمد صلى الله
1: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب
0: العالمين الحمد لله, الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام وكفى بها نعمة الحمد لله على منة الولاية وكفى بها منه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا وعظيمنا وحبيب قلوبنا النبي المؤيد والرسول المسدد والمصطفى الأمجد والمحمود الاحمد حبيب اله العالمين ابي القاسم محمد صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى اهل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين سفن النجات الاعلام مركب سفيدتهم نجا ومن تخلف عنها هلك وغرق ثم اما بعد respected sisters, brothers, Elders, scholars, Assalamu alaykum jameean wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tonight, I'm continuing from where I left from yesterday and with the hope, inshallah, if time allows, that I will conclude the topic of the social platforms tonight so I can move to another topic, inshallah, that is relevant to our discussion and, of course, relevant to the challenges and to the topic that interests our youth in, in particular. As you know, tonight also, it's a tradition that marks the night of Al-Qasim ibn Al-Hassan, wa wa Ala wa Ala wa Ala Rasulullah, Sallallahu wa When you examine the life of that young man or young boy, if I can say, because he, according to the riwayat, lam he did not even reach the age of maturity. And he was below the age of fourteen, or maximum fourteen,. Yet Yet his level of maturity was surpassing. The things that he told his uncle, al Imam al Hussein,man, the way he pleaded with his uncle, علي, towards the end of the battle, after the martyrdom of none other than Ali aliyun al-akbar is remarkable for someone of his age for example history tells us and Ruat of hadith narrators of hadith say that as they were approaching karbala uh, imam hussein speaks to al-qasim ibn al hassan and says to him the following question you know if in today's world this conversation takes place, people would think that we are (laughs) extremists, that we only think about death, we don't think about life. eh? But in as much as we need to think about life, and in as much as we need to build this life, by the same token, we also need to think about death and also build our death. Because they go hand in hand, and this is a testimony to what Imam Ali, salawatullahi himself has said after ralout salawat ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad. Amirul <momad> <muito ships> Mu'minin, salawatullahi wa salamu alaih, says. That for a Muslim to live in this life, he has to live a life of balance. It cannot be either to this side or to that side. Preferably to the side of Akhirah more definitely than it is to the side of Dunya. And he says, live in this world, work in this world. Work for this world as if you're going to live forever. Fair enough? So that is a call by Amirul Mu'minin that number one, we should not sit idle. Number two, we should not be lethargic. Number three, we should actually do everything in our power to build this world, to progress, to develop, to be the best of people and the best in everything we know. Right? So, if you're an engineer, be the best as an engineer. If you're a teacher, be the best as a teacher. If you're a laborer, be the best as a laborer. If you're a preacher, be the best as a preacher. If you're a student, be the best as a student. If you're a husband, be the best as a husband. If you're a wife, be the best as a wife. If you're a daughter, be the best as a daughter. If you're a son, be the best as a son. This is how you build your dunya. And then he says, What is the other part of the hadith that balances the first part? And work for your akhirah as if you will meet your death tomorrow. See the balance? See the balance between the two? You work for the dunya, you build the dunya, but you are not building the dunya in absence of Allah. So whatever you build in this dunya becomes, in fact, what you are providing for your akhirah, right? Through your good akhlaq, through your good commitment, through your religious obligation through the way you preach your religion through the way you carry yourself out in public the way you relate to your peace the way you relate to your friends the way you relate to your society the way you behave towards your friends the way you behave to your parents and the list goes on and on it's a balanced life that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran says we surely, we surely made you a median nation a nation that is just that is just does not transgress to either side of the equation this al qasim ibn al Hassan is asked a question by al imam al Hussein sallallahu alaihi wasallam lend me your attentiveness for a moment or two he says ya qasim ibn al hasan ibn al-Akhi, oh my nephew oh qasim ibn al Hassan, how do you view death you know some people say how do you view your future how do you view your studies what do you think what are your plans for tomorrow what do you do imam al Hussein, is telling al-qasim how do you view death al-qasim says the reply to the question is amazing it's 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 mind-boggling he says fika ya amma death in your cause Subhanallah cause a death for your sake because we said we've already established dying working following Imam Hussein and making Imam Hussein pleased will make what pleased will make Allah pleased right ridana ahlul Allah ridana ahlul bayt what makes Allah pleased lies in what makes us happy right in what makes us happy so he says for your sake meaning for the sake of Allah he says yes in my sake how do you see death he says it is sweeter than honey sweeter than honey who says about death being sweeter than honey right we are afraid of death we run away we do we ask Maulana, Maulana, is there a dua for long life no one wants to die right we want to live forever, thousand years, two thousand years. You we don't want to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to remain in this life forever and ever. But we are bound in one way or another to leave this world. To leave this world. This shows you that this young man knew that his life in this dunya is to serve this religion and to serve the family of Ahlul Bayt and to pave the way for future generations to come to learn the path of sacrifice and the path of having Akhirah in mind that when you are being challenged you don't waver when you are being challenged you don't buckle right you come to the Majalis of Abi Abdullah Al Hussein you learn how to be courageous brave chivalry you have gheera you have modesty So when you go out in public and you face the first challenge, you don't buckle and go to your knees, right? You meet for the first time a blonde at university in the same faculty you are studying in, you don't know how to behave. You buckle, right? Why are you buckling? She's a human being like you, right? You should stand firm on your face and say and be... Be happy to say, be happy to practice what Islam teaches you and what Ahlul Bayt teaches you when you deal with the opposite gender. And the way we deal with the opposite gender is from the waist up, not from the waist down. Right? Sisters should always tell brothers, when you want to communicate with me and interact with me, deal with my intelligence. Don't deal with my body right in today's world everything is geared towards you know in inverted commas sexuality right and Islam and its teaching is always geared towards dignity and respect see the paradox the paradox between the two systems is loud and clear it speaks for itself it speaks for itself everything around have you ever seen in your entire life of existence young and old a billboard that says to you akhlaq are good never but you will see a semi naked woman you will see a a magwheel being sold with three women in bikini what is the relationship i don't understand where is the relationship between the tire and that woman where is the corroboration between the two why is it everything that needs to be sold it has to be what advertised or linked to sexuality because they don't want you to remain pure they don't want you to maintain this level of akhlaq and integrity look at this person and this rewire by arrayyan ibn Salt. arrayyan ibn assalt was one of the close companions of imam ridha <coughs> <coughs> It is amazing how Ahlul Bayt has built the personalities and the faith of their companions. How they were absolutely dedicated to the cause of the truth and they were willing to melt in the teachings of Ahlul Bayt wasalam, To melt in the existence, the very presence of their Imam sallallahu alaihi wasallam ajmain al ibn Sulth he says samitu imam al-Ridha I heard Imam al-Ridha saying a hadith from his father from his father from his father from his father from Amir al-Mu'minin that's a golden chain they call it a golden chain that Amir al-Mu'minin saw an old man again let's go to this you know let's play with these words old man old is number you know it's how you feel inside you and i told you how i feel myself about myself right always feel young because if you feel young you will always live a life of energy you will not feel tired you would not feel lethargic you know you would always be going like an you know that's battery they call it the energizer you'll always be energized just feel it within you just feel it within you he saw an old man that Amir al-Mu'mineen has not seen in a while. You know, he hasn't been around. Some reason prevented him from coming. So when Amir al-Mu'mineen, and he was among the followers and the loyals of Amir al-Mu'mineen. So when Amir al-Mu'mineen saw him, he said, Oh man, you have grown old. (laughs) Look how the imams talk to their followers. You know, of course he was trying to, to start a com- uh, some sort of communication with him he said I haven't seen you in a while but it seems that you have grown old but yet listen to what the Imam says but yet you walk like the way a young man walk yeah and this old man 80 90 he's not walking like this you know he's coming to what is happening you look young but you walk and act like a young man. The man says, "Yes, I have grown, ya Amir al-Mu'minin, old in your obedience. Allahu Akbar. I have grown old in your obedience. يعني, all this age that I have spent in this life, all this old age has been dedicated to your service and to your teachings." Yeah, and he held to the teachings of the Imam with all his heart and might. Then he says, Amir al-Mu'minin says, alayhi salam, and you are still able to walk like a young man? Look what the man said. He said, Yes, yeah, Amir al-Mu'minin. He said, Why? He said, To tease your enemies. Allahu Akbar. He said, to tease your enemies so they know that the followers of Imam Ali never grow old. They will always remain loyal to you. Here comes the bombshell, the end of the hadith. All right? Amir al-Mu'minin said to this old man, I predict you're going to live even longer than what you think. So he's going to live 70, probably 100. He says, you're going to live another good number of years. The man said, Whatever Allah grant me of more life, I give it to you. Ya Amir al-Mu'minin. This is the life of a Mu'min. This is how we should think when we come to the majalis of Imam Hussein. This is how we should relate to our Imam. Salawatullah. We should try our level best to curb down and to lower down our level or number or percentage. Of anything that takes us away from Allah and the Prophet and Ahlul Bait. Using social platforms as in anything else in life, but more with this new technology, you know, that we have at hand, you and I know, brothers and sisters, that sins or virtues can either be multiplied or reduced. Right or wrong? And you are dealing with a God that is just and fair. So much that he is just and fair that you will never find in your wildest imagination, in your wildest imagination, any, any institute on the face of this earth, a financial institute on the face of this earth that will change your bad credit into what? Good credit. Have you ever seen a bank that you actually lapsed on your credit payment? Tells you, you know what? You've been a good client for us, and you haven't paid your fees in a year, and you have now accrued $8,000 just in interest over the limit that you've already used on your credit card that is capped at $6,000. Have you ever seen a bank says because you've been a good client, we're going to waive the interest? Goodbye, bro because they will never do it in fact it keeps increasing and accumulating until you will declare bankruptcy right or right or listen to what allah says so you know which god you are dealing with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wal ladina la yad'una ma'a allahi ilahan akhar wa la yaqtuluna an-nafsa allati haramallahu illa bil haqq wa la yaznuna wa Surah Al-Furqan. Allah says, And those who do not invoke with Allah a partner or kill the soul which Allah has made prohibited. And then he said, And do not commit unlawful sexual activities. And whoever should do that will meet his penalty multiplied for him is the punishment we said the sin can be multiplied on the day of resurrection and he will abide therein in humiliation now look how Allah changes bad credit into what good credit listen to what he says Allahu Akbar إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِّلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتُهُمْ حَسَنَاتٍ Allah says, except for those who repent, believe, and do righteous work. For them, Allah will replace their evil deeds into good deeds. Have you ever seen a God like this? The God that they want to scare you of. I remember when 9-11 happened, someone in one of those channels, uh, sorry, someone on uh, Talkback Radio, he is the most racist human being I've ever met in my life. And I will take his name from from this podium. Because I said it to him, and I said it in my community, and I will continue to say it until I die. The most... He was a talk-back radio host in one of those radio stations in Australia. When 9-11 happened, you know what he did? He went and he took all the ayat that talks about battle, war, fighting in the Quran, and he read them all out of context. You know? He read them all out of context in that given situation. So, And then he said, now, you agree with me when i say listen to what he said he said you have to agree with me when i say that the god of muslims is the god of wrath the god of muslims is the god of wrath but the god that we worship is the god of beauty and mercy and love you know and and this goes unfiltered unaccounted uncensored you know You, you, you have the liberty to say it because you want to promote a particular agenda and a particular idea and then we don't have the right to reply you know and we don't have the right to say listen to the god that we worship the one that says if you don't kill if you don't cause to kill if you don't involve in haram right but if you do and then you come back to allah that God of wrath that you call him says he will change your bad deeds into good deeds as a form of encouragement at a form in order to invite you more towards him because he doesn't want you to leave him I say to my youngsters learn about your God and how to relate to him because he's waiting for you wallah 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so happy to see the return of his servants and willing to forgive them no matter what they've done for as long as they take the first step there is a hadith by the prophet in which he says the following if a person decides to repent and begin to approach allah on the basis of his actions closer and closer towards his lord so If that servant decides to approach Allah, a palm span, which is metaphoric, metaphoric. If you take the steps to approach Allah, the length of your palm, look what Allah says. He will reciprocate by approaching you an arm span. So you come to him one step, he will come to you what? Ten steps and then the prophet says and if you come to allah walking allah will come to you running running because allah is happy to come back to where you're supposed to be he's not just waiting for you to do a mistake just like we've been taught when we were young the minute we make a mistake i did something small gotcha bro it's like allah is sitting on a throne god forbid waiting for you to do the slap mistake to say to you out of jubilation and out of vindictiveness you know i got you bro go to hellfire no that's not the god that we know that's not the allah that we know we know the allah that says if you do a mistake and you come back to me i will change your hasanat into uh, say in good deeds you know and we know the God that says when you approach me a pan span a palm span I will approach you an arm span and if you come to me walking I will come to you running we know the God that our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi said that on the day of judgment Allah will spread a kind of mercy Allah will spread on the day of judgment those who are standing waiting for their you know a'mals to be accounted for Allah will spread this kind of mercy look what the Prophet says that mercy will be so encompassing so huge so vast so you know accommodating to the extent that Iblis himself would think that he is included in that mercy Iblis so who am I right who am I then? So do not despair from the mercy of Allah. But don't allow this social networking to draw you towards sin. When it comes to good words or good deeds, they are automatically multiplied by at least tenfold. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, من جاء فله whoever brings a good deed forward Allah will multiply it 10 times so logically logically and if you do a bad deed how many times should bad deed be multiplied 10 times right logically I'm talking Logically, right Allah says otherwise (laughs) Allah says otherwise he said do something good I'll give you 10 times more do something bad and I will give you one for one one bad deed for one bad. Where do you find a God like this? What sort of Allah is this that He is willing to do all of this for us? Not only that, it goes beyond that. Learn the mercy of Allah, so that when you go on your laptop or your phone, you are conscious and filled, not with fear of Allah but with love and awe of Allah that you do not want to upset him by seeing you in a place where you're not supposed to be. Just like when you hate it for your fiance to say to you, why did you do that? Right? Imagine if you are in love with a young lady, you just got engaged to her and that young lady is beautiful, has akhlaq, she comes from a good family, she's noble, she likes you, she respects you but then you upset her and she says it's happening bro but we were on good terms why are you doing these actions now now tell me something physically physically can she hurt you can she put a gun to your head can she poke a a a knife in your neck but when she tells you why you're doing this, that pain of why you're doing this, isn't it worse than being killed? Because you don't want to upset her, right? Imagine now this girlfriend, of course with a huge difference, is Allah. You're dealing with Allah. He says, I don't want to upset you, Ya Allah. I don't want to hear the word that I've actually upset you. You know? Like Imam Ali says in Dua But We need to learn and hear what we are reciting. We've been reciting Du'a Kummel well for 50 years, at least some of us, right? 20 years for others, 10 years for others, 5 years for others. Every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday, every Thursday. Hab anni sabratu 'ala harinarak. Oh Allah, let me assume they, uh, that I can bear the torment of Your fire, right? Isn't that what Imam Ali says? He's talking to us, obviously, right? He's teaching us how to relate to allah not imam ali going into hellfire he's talking to us then he says but tell me one thing O allah i'm willing to go to your hellfire but tell me one thing how can i bear being away from thy mercy and presence so what is more important to imam ali escaping hellfire or going to jannah or what is important to imam ali is not to upset allah to be in his close proximity right that's the main thing asia wife of umra wife of Pharaoh, a woman allah recorded her words for her belief and for her knowing now this is serious 842 already okay I'm going to either bash this phone or the clock at once. Anyway, sh- look what Allah says, he records her words. He records her words, a woman that sometimes in our standard unfortunately due to cultural perception that has nothing to do with religion, we say, "Ah, woman, woman." It's like they are what? They are, you know, a burden on society. You know? Like they are a burden on society. Huh? This woman, Allah honored to such an extent that He made her among the five most choicest of women. Right or wrong, Asiya bint Musa'ham, and Maryam ibnat Right, and Khadija al-Kubra, and Fatimah al-Zahra, Salawatullah, wa Salamuhu alayhim ajma'in. Right, they were the choicest of women. This Asiya talks to Allah. She said, "Oh Allah." I have had enough of Pharaoh and his actions. I have believed with Moses, Musa sallallahu I want to be with him. I don't want to be associated with anyone else other than belief and proximity to your mercy. So, and then she introduced the following concept. She says, "Natjine min Pharaoh wa Then she says, "Qala, 'Rubbi bnili 'andak fil Oh Allah, built for me." A house in paradise. So far, so good? Okay. That house, where does she want it? In paradise? Listen, listen to the ayah. The words verbatim in Arabic. This is the translation word for word. Oh Allah, built for me a house in Jannah close to you. Wrong translation what she said in Arabic oh Allah built for me in close proximity to you a house in Jannah can you see the difference what's the difference what is her aim the house in Jannah or the proximity of Allah the proximity of Allah she doesn't care about Jannah it's the least of her concern but since the mercy of Allah and his that da- that thy presence of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is totally encompassed in jannah right his mercy is there then she wants to be close to that mercy and that's the only place to reach that mercy when you are in jannah it's not the place it's the least of her concern right just like amir salawatullahi alayhi, he says to allah Ma jannatik. i have not worshipped you O allah out of greed to be in your paradise no out fee of being in your hellfire but i saw you and i found you worthy of being worshipped so i turned to you in acknowledgement and in worship this is amir al-mu'mineen he worships allah not for jannah you know he says in another hadith those who worship allah for jannah are like merchants and businessmen you know I give you a product, you give me something in return, that's a good cool deal. I will keep doing it. That's business. right? Or people worship Allah at a fee of entering hellfire. He said that's the worship of the slaves. Because the slave is always afraid of his master. And I'm not afraid of my master, I love my master. Amir al Mu'minin says, wasallam." The concept of fee that we've been telling people about in the Quran, is wrong. And a thousand wrong. We do not worship a God that we are frightened of. We worship a God that we are in love with. To such an extent, that uh, one day, Rasulullah is seated among his companions, and he says to them the following word. He says, When the day of judgment happens, a man will be brought before Allah a man will be brought before Allah Allah will say to his angels take him and put him in hellfire take him and put him in hellfire this dude has done the worst of the worst okay take him and put him in he's walking towards hellfire look what Rasulullah says he said all of a sudden he looks back and he looks back not towards Allah but towards the mercy of Allah the the tajalliyat of Allah you know the, the the way Allah reveals himself in a particular way towards his mercy that you feel some sort of his presence not in a physical sense not in a physical sense so he turns towards that uh, uh, side of things and listen to what he says he quotes like some of the words that Imam Ali says in du'a kumail he says mahaka dhannu bik this is not what I thought of you. He's telling Allah, I never thought you're going to put me away in hellfire. Allah says to his angels, bring him back. Allah knows. He says, bring him back. So they bring him back. He says, if this is, not what, if this is what, what you did not think of me, what is it then that you thought of me? What is it that you thought of me as your God? Listen to these words; it's very important. He says, "Firstly, let me admit, oh Allah, that I was really a bad servant. I was a bad dude. I agree. I did this. Or I did. This. You know that that is one place where you can't lie. Right? Yes, I did this. Or I did that. Or I." called 17 women and have played with their minds over the internet and told them i love them all and i used the same words and then i was caught out huh you're gonna be caught out right um it happened to me for example it happened to me i didn't do it it happened to me means <laughs> someone came to me once uh, uh, girls in my community more than 30 girls from one community came to me and said sheikh i've received this letter i don't know what to do with it I said, what is this letter? Show me. Before the internet, you know, facts, through facts, you know, facts. Allahu Akbar. From those days, we're using things against Allah, from the days of facts. So he said, Read, Ya Sheikh. alaikum, my beloved. This is how it starts, my beloved. When I look into your eyes, I get mesmerized. Your heart draws me to you like, uh, uh, like uh, uh, butterflies are drawn towards fire i cannot live a day without your presence your beauty is more than that of a shining moon when it is full i said who's this shakespeare (laughs) has been resurrected from his grave all of a sudden okay one letter another girl comes exactly identical third fourth fifth sixth seventh 30 letters he sent to 30 girls in the community saying the same thing. I said to the sisters, not everyone that sends you something like this, you think he's in love with you. right? Love in Islam is not about Titanic or time zone. Life in Islam is when you become a place of tranquility for your husband and he becomes a place of tranquility for you. That is love. That is where you find your presence under the protection of a house where you know for sure because of his akhlaq and because of his Islam and because of his religion, you will not be treated in any way other than being honored and respected and vice versa. Right? This is what Islam says. This is how you treat your wife. This is how you appeal to her. This is how you show her love. Right? This is how you show her love. Imam Ali says when someone came to him and he said yeah Amir al-Mu'minin how was your life with Fatima al Zahra he said why are you opening my wounds he said just tell me I want to know it seems that this man poor guy has just had a fight with his wife so he wants to see does Amir al-Mu'minin have a fight also with Fatima al Zahra he says to him me and Fatima were two loving birds in a nest Ma yawman, wala yawman. we were like you know those yellow canaries You know those yellow canaries? He says, we were like those two yellow canaries. I did not upset her once, nor did she upset me once. Once, once. I did not upset her. No, this is tranquility. This is tranquility. This is how you find yourself. So, when we look at these things and all these lies that are happening on the net, these things are going to be multiplied, brothers and sisters. It's going to be multiplied. So, one bad word on the net gets retweeted then, retweeted then retweeted then retweeted then retweeted then reposted then reposted one word that attracts one bad deed now it's attracting a million deed on account of your action right or wrong so use this social platform to your advantage promote what is right promote the teachings of Islam promote the teachings of Ahlul bayt promote genuine humanity and reach out to others on the basis of your humanity and islam imagine if each and every one of us posted just every day something useful from the teachings of imam ali you have for example mizanul hikmah what an amazing book of hadith already been translated into english use one of these hadiths for the benefit of humanity for the benefit of your community and post it and let a million person after you repost it and then earn not one hasana but 10 for each repost and retweet because the prophet said whosoever preaches something good and someone else does it he will get the reward of what he preached and the reward of what the other person reposted or retweeted right of course he didn't use retweeted or (laughs) or reposted this is modern language he said the one who preaches it after him right so be like these people be like Al-Qasim ibn al-Hassan عليه عليه, that tonight marks his night when no one left behind except, you know, after the death of the Ashab, the death and the martyrdom of Ali al-Akbar, Al-Qasim walked towards his uncle, Al-Imam al-Hussain. Some riwayat say, some riwayat say, he brought out some sort of a letter that Imam al-Hassan had tied to the hand of Imam Al-Qasim, to the hands of Al-Qasim and he actually took it off his mother took it off and put it in his amama and his clothes in preparation for the day of karbala so initially imam hussein said to al-qasim you will not fight over my dead body you will not fight you are the remnant you are the last person that reminds me of my brother al-hasan so he goes back to his mother his mother gives him that so-called that letter and in that letter imam al Hassan is writing to al imam al hussein i have reserved my son al qasim for a day like this because i know i won't be with you oh my brother hussein so i reserved my bro- my son al qasim to be my representative in the battle of karbala and then he appeals to his uncle al atash al atash the thirst has killed me oh uncle imam al hussein he makes him go patient. He says, It's okay, we will soon meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't despair. You have not yet reached the age of accountability. Go back to your mother. I don't want your mother to bereave over you. Look what Al Qasim says to Imam Zain. He says, But wallahiya Amma, by God, O oh uncle, it is none than my mother that the one who sent me to you so i can fight between your hand when, 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 when imam hussein looked at Al- al-qasim alayhi, he hugged him they both hugged one another the riwayah says they began to cry so profusely as bidding one another farewell until both of them were thrown to the ground subconscious they lost their consciousness out of the pain of separation in that moment Again, Al-Qasim got up and hugged his uncle again, salawatullahi wa alayhi, and he asked for him to give him permission and his blessing. And he came out. Hamid ibn Muslim said, a young boy came out, and we thought as if the moon was walking on the plains of Karbala. That's how nice Al-Qasim ibn al-Hassan was. Just like his also uncle Aliyun al-Akbar but he walked out with tears flowing from his teeth, uh, from his tea, from his eyes. And then he said the following words. If you do not recognize me, I am the son of Hassan. I am, the, and my father is a grandson of the Allah Prophet This is Hussein as, is as if he is being captured, captured by you lot You won't allow him Allah to proceed further You have, you have cornered him, him. You, have you have prevented him from water bayna bayna sukuu 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 al- al- May Allah in your lot never give you water in the way you have deprived us from this water while he was going towards the battlefield one of the strings on his shoes got unstuck he bent down not worried about the entire army in front of him to fix his shoes Amr ibn Azdi, one of the enemy lines he said while he was standing next to Hamid ibn Muslim by Allah I shall attack this young boy until I believe his uncle he said war unto you everyone is surrounding him about to launch an attack on him why is it that you want to add insult to injury and go down to the battlefield and believe his uncle with him he said wallah Allah, I, I will do, do it would, so he, he ran, ran toward towards al qasim while al qasim lifting his head up from, from fixing from fixings, his you know, you know shoes. shoes he shoes, struck he him on, on his on head, head. al qasim fell to his face, his face. Crying out, "Wa Husayna, wa Amma!" Imam Hussein approached them. He came like a lion. Hamid ibn Muslim said, "He took all the army and those who are fighting al-Qasim away." Then he said to him this: is. He sat next to him. He put his hat. He held him to his chest and look at the words. He said, "Ya'uzu ala Ammik fala it bereaves your uncle that you ask for his assistance but he is not able to assist you because you've already been struck oh he will come to your rescue but he is unable to bring you back to life or assist you in your wound. Oh, he will come come to your your assistance assistance, but but the ultimate ultimate death has has befallen you you, hamid ibn Ibn Muslim muslim says Imam Hussein started, started carrying Al Qasim. I didn't understand what's happening. This is Hamid Ibn Muslim. He said when Al- Imam Hussein held Al Qasim, the legs of Al Qasim were actually being dragged on the plains of Karbala. He said, but Hussein is a giant. He's a tall person. He is capable. He has energy. Why would he be so broken? that the legs of Al-Qasim would be dragged. He said, then I realized that Imam al Hasan, Imam al Hussein, back was so bent from pain, that he could, could not lift, lift al-Qasim, Al-Qasim up, up and, and then his then legs, legs started to drag. He, he brought Al-Qasim to the, to the tent, tent of the shuhada. He, he laid, laid him he down. Listen to, to what he did. He did. Al-Imam, Al-Imam. It says in one riwayat, he laid he next, next to him. him. He, he attached, attached his body next to the body of Al-Qasim. al-Qasim. Then his arms, his mother came. They began looking, his mother came and they started looking at it. In one of the poetry they say, these are not the words of his mother but they are as, as if she, she was saying say, this she said she you, passed you passed away o al qasim at, at a time when Al-Qasim i was preparing for your wedding i had prepared the henna you know the henna that you put on someone's bride on that day so that when i see you as a man, I will celebrate with joy your wedding day. But you have been taken away from me in defense of your uncle. Give my salams to your father and ask him to accept this sacrifice from us. Inna wa inna ilayhi وَسَيَعْلَمُ الَّذِينَ Five times from the bottom of your hearts with the loudest of your voices for all those who have asked us to pray for them, for all those Maris <inaudible> that are asking Allah for Shifa with the loudest of your voices. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim لا أمّان أمن يجيب المضطر إذا دعاه ويكشف السوء أمن The last one with the loudest of your voices, Amen. By the right of Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad, and by the right of Surah al-Mubarakat al-Fatihah, proceed with the loudest salawat, ala Muhammad wa Ali Muhammad.